Hello. Oh, hello. Hello, hello. Oh, hello there. Yes, we are back with another fabulous episode. Yeah, episode 18. We're back. We're back, baby. This is a good one. I was excited for this one. Yeah, a little fanboy over here. Yeah, we're two for two. (laughs) Last two weeks, last week and this week have just been so fun. Uh, We've done back-to-back interviews with just really cool guests. We did Sally Hates Capitalism last week, and then this week we were um, honored. We had the pleasure, the honor... Uh, of of hosting or of uh, of welcoming Mike drum from roll. the Turn Leftist uh, podcast. Oh, well, that was anticlimactic. Oh, sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to st- <laughs> damn, I didn't mean to step on your drum roll. My bad, dude. So yeah, we we had Mike from Turn Leftist on, uh, and it was just awesome. If you if you don't, if you're unfamiliar, definitely go follow the Turn Leftist. Um, uh, there's a bunch of Instagram pages. They're all over social media. The podcast, as well as go join their Discord yeah. server. They're all over. The they're place. Legendary. legendary. Super good, like leftist kind of comments uh, or super leftist uh, content. Um, really, really prolific and kind of yeah. um, meme posting too. If you follow me, um, most of my reposts are just turn leftist shit posts. If you feel, if you like up. political memes, it's definitely yeah. the number one political meme. Also, page. just like a really bright guy, and he just he takes. Uh, He's so chill and he just takes a really cool approach to having these conversations of like just letting the conversation happen and this like, but also just like being, taking it at face value, right? Like not coming in with like, I don't know how to describe this, not coming in with these like ideological pretensions, but just like communism is the only option. It's the only like moral position you could take for like the betterment of society. And like, just if you take that as your baseline of like where you stand, then you have conversations from that. It that really removes a lot of arguments from other people, and it really like kind of takes the wind out of people's sails of like people that would be disingenuous or reactionaries when you're coming in to have these conversations about communism, because it's like you're coming in it from like not a good place for like the betterment of future kind, which is like what government is supposed to be, right? Government is supposed to like help people. Yeah, no, I mean the whole the whole idea behind what we want is like an altruistic society where everybody is on good footing, or at least we give the opportunity for them to be on good footing and the rest is up to them. But we want to at least have like that bottom line, like everybody has food, everybody has shelter, everybody has healthcare, everybody has a mean, uh, um, a good way to uh, transport themselves from one place to another. Now, anything past that is up to you. You know, you're laying a foundation. This is the bottom line that we want society to live by. hundred percent. Yeah. Then yeah. it was just a really cool conversation to have, and fantastic. Um, we're we're excited to kind of what the future has in store. If we want to do any future, or if we we definitely want to, if we can have the opportunity to do any kind of future collaborations with the Turn Leftist and Mike in particular, uh, we're all for it. That was just super fun. Oh yeah, that, that's fantastic. Right. And uh, I just didn't I didn't think we'd have such a, like a, he's such a very like um, a very good person to have a conversation with i don't know how to very word approachable that. he's yeah very approachable he's a conversationalist he can take you know one yep. subject and slowly start sliding into another and it just yep. seems it like a, a really smooth process uh, process and so yeah I, I, it would be great to have another conversation with him uh with him again and uh have him on the podcast yep. and uh yeah we'll we'll look future uh look forward to i'm rambling here am i drunk or something <laughs> yeah i was uh, rambling too it's okay yeah well then in that case, without further ado, here is our interview with Mike from Turn Leftist. Hope you enjoy. Let's go. We want to welcome Mike from Turn Leftist. Thank you so much, Mike, for joining us. Uh, like we had mentioned um, just to Sally last week, we had reached out to you uh, kind of over, I think I messaged you over Discord because I'm a member of the Turn Leftist Discord um, server. And I just kind of was like, hey, 
would you want to do this? We're kind of this new podcast. We're looking to just have some chats with people. Would you want to come on? And both you and Sally, to my amazement, both immediately said, yeah, sure, that'd be fine. So that's that goes to show um, just how cool the leftist internet space is and also just how cool you two are. So welcome, Mike. Thanks so much for being here. He won't tell you, but he's been fanboying. I'm a fanboy. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I am not ashamed to admit, like I'm a big turn leftist, like old school, like turn leftist fan from like back in the day. And that's why I'm, oh, yeah. like, I'm super stoked. So like, I, I remember that was actually kind of my baby leftism as I was like, I remember your series you did on like Reagan and Thatcher in like 2021 or something. That was super mm-hmm. cool. You guys did some like really like, long form kind of i think you did like marx and Engels and stalin these like series is where you kind of went deep into those and that was right during like 20 the early late 2019 or late 2010 20s early 2020s whatever and i was kind of mm-hmm. really um getting into like really learning and that was really like for a lot of people it was a deep program that kind of radicalized them for me it was turn left mm-hmm. so thanks for that mike I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. That's like literally the whole goal. Like, yeah. well, first of all, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And um, like the idea that anybody would uh, fanboy over anything that we're doing is just like so mind blowing to me. But the the idea that we could also be the pros of the round table for somebody else, because that's who it was for me. Like, yeah. um, we're trying to get through a Marx, um, Engels, Lenin, Stalin and Mao series right now. Um, and we're just like slow going through it because everyone is just so busy. Like all of our co-hosts have their own lives that they're trying to get to and everything. And it's just really tough, but we will get through it eventually. I just would rather take it slow than put out subpar material because I I can't even go back and listen to this stuff. Like to hear you talk about our Reagan and Thatcher episodes, I almost don't even want to listen to them again because I can only imagine what kind of like sock damn shit I, opinions I would have had at that point. I don't um, remember it being too bad. I mean, I think you guys are what kind of made me like quote unquote become a tanky. Like it was your oh, yeah. and, like your guys' opinions. I know Jaron was always kind of more like a, an anarchist or a libertarian socialist on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he had some pretty radical views too. So I think it was, you know, I don't think it was, I mean, I, I can't speak for you back then. Cause it's also, it's been years since I've also listened. So maybe, I, and I didn't know anything back then anyway. So I don't know. I think you were, I think you may. Yeah. It's just, I hope just, just the nature of um, how you, you just cringe to anything that you put out after right. a certain amount of time, or at least I do. And, sure. you know, fair warning to you guys for after you start doing this for a couple of years. But um, <laughs> again, I just really appreciate that. But, and for anyone listening, if you haven't checked out pros of the round table or rev left, please go check those out because that is exactly what did it to me. Like I oh, said it in sure. my Discord to, to a couple people. There's nothing that will radicalize you faster than like hitting the Benjamin on the way to and from work, listening to far left podcasts and like getting radicalized that way. Like it, it's, it works it like was. a charm. It's like a chamber. <laughs> yeah, it is. It was. And uh, yeah, I don't want to don't want to like totally like nut hug too much. It wasn't just you guys. It was also Rev Left. It was also a handful of other guys. Uh, Dixieland and the Proletariat back then. I think they've recently changed their Definitely. name. But, yeah, uh, those guys were great too. Um, yeah, and it was the same thing. I was working at Lowe's at the time. I was going to college, working at Lowe's in the garden center. So I was like 5 a.m., like lugging brick, like pallets of like bricks and shit. And I was just like in my headphones, we're just ram- rocking out to like turn leftists. And He's looking was, at the garden hose, just yeah. like, man, it's like <laughs> a revolution. Very formidable <laughs> years for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Hell yeah. So, so anyway, thanks for thanks for coming on. This this uh, like I said, I'll try not to fanboy too much. Kanan is he'll he'll he's gonna have a better time of this because he's not as um, well versed in you guys. No, like you know, not to throw him under the bus, but he he was more of a deprogram guy. And oh, you know, it looks it's, like he's off the screen. Oh shit! Oh, <laughs> Wait, did I cut out? No, it was no, no. me. I had uh, we have the hold on. I'm gonna pull you back. Oh, you're gonna be off the screen for a second while I pull up these notes. We have like the least professional fucking set up here no that's not true yeah that's i have terrible internet no 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 it was if i it doesn't matter it's like boring but if i like do anything that's like um changes a window it's like a discord Mm -hmm. screen we're like recording so uh, and i should ask we should have asked beforehand you're obviously okay with the voice are you okay with your um 
face being recorded for like a, the YouTube version of this? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Okay, perfect. Thanks. Should have asked that ahead of time. Um, all right, so we just have some generic questions, like that we kind of the same questions we asked Sally, uh, just to kind of ease in. How did you originally come to leftism? Like back, way back in the day, baby leftist Mike. What was your kind of pathway? I know we've you know there's a few pipelines people take generally, but what was what was it like for you? Um, I guess it was just having a genuine interest in something further left of Obama, and not knowing what that was, but. Um, just growing up in the same environment we all grew up in where you're just kind of uh what do you call it like de facto scared of communism like just as a default position you just think that that's scary and just as bad as fascism and i came to it through like a variety of sources like i saw some youtube videos like some some of the same kind of like debunk videos that people see um i argued with people on reddit and i noticed that i really lost hard to people who were left of me when i was like a either a libertarian or just like a radical liberal and i would like just have like you know shitty american takes and then someone would prove me wrong about some kind of misconception i had and then rather than just like be a brat about it and just like double down and like turn right and just like i don't know, get emotional i just actually changed my mind about some things and found out that other countries are not shitholes and like how many opinions i had about other places and other systems of government that actually do work you know objectively and provably better uh in a lot of instances than than our own and how many of my opinions were just based in kind of a latent xenophobia or racism that I wasn't confronting at all. And then seeing how much that still comes up in other people when you try to have these conversations. If you can then find the sources to back that kind of stuff up and you can... I just... It blows my mind that more people don't get there, I guess, is the thing. Um, so it's hard to really trace, like, what is the the one origin of it. But I really think it's... I guess it would be, like, podcasts, like we were saying, like, listening to a bunch of... Um, just radical left podcast. I almost feel like the medium is not so much important as just the the genuine desire, and then you're going to find the, the the medium that fits you best. You know, whether it's a podcast or YouTube video or just actual print media. God forbid. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I think that's a good. You raise a good point there because like yeah, it, I, I it's frustrating sometimes, right? Like because I think when you're on the other side of this wall or the other side of this whatever you want to call it, the other side of when you're kind of like realized like in leftism and kind of like you see it and you've, you're kind of like more of a fully fledged Marxist, it can be really frustrating to see how like obvious everything, like how shitty it is. And like the obvious reason for that is like, Oh, it's just capitalism. And it's like, don't you see that? It's very, it's very painfully obvious. And it's just, it can be really frustrating to deal with like normies that like just aren't there yet to use the pejorative normies. I don't know. Maybe that's not the right way to say it, but like, you know, people that are like either like progressive liberals that are kind of like on board with like social changes, but like aren't, you know, that are still clinging on to this like false hope that capitalism can still be the answer. And it's just, I, I find that the most frustrating part. And I've, I've kind of gone on record before as saying like, I'd rather like have conversations with like MAGA people about like what's wrong with America than like liberals, because at least like y you have the, I don't know, you have the ability to maybe change their mind at some point, but like liberals just seem to be so dug into like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe uh, that's a little I feel off like with topic. People with MAGA, you just kind of have to you know, repoint of direction of like their yeah. anger and to like education yeah, versus liberals are like, this is our mindset and that's it. You know? You're yeah. Like, because MAGA people almost, they almost get it right. Like, yes, things are not going well for America. Like there are a lot of problems. There are at least problems. Are and systemic. it's because of the immigrants. And yeah. And, like, their <laughs> last so point close. goes off the rails, but yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, uh, I, I definitely, I sympathize with that frustration of like, just how can you not see this? Um, so were you, uh, I wish I, I wish I had your experience. Like I don't, I think I've even, thought that at various points too that it's that it might be easier to convert republicans because they're at least anti-government for the time being but i just don't know i feel equally dismal 
And I just feel at this point, I'm so jaded about Americans as a whole, just as an entire culture, as like Americanism almost as an ideology. And I feel like they are so gross. Um, like, I, like I'm just so disgusted with Americans and I really, it's, a, it's the ongoing genocide and people's willingness to ignore it. Yeah. And then the fact that like liberals kind of take this position of, I don't want to watch those videos. I'm not going to pay attention to that stuff. Uh, I'm going to like immerse myself in Stanley cup drama or whatever it is. Like, um, they not, they not only do that so that they can avoid the material reality of what they are very directly responsible for with their dollars. Um, but that's kind of the moral position that's kind of taken as the default good guy position to take, because it's like, if you are just aware of the genocide and you are just outspoken of it, you're seen as like a, a weirdo, like a, almost like, um, you're like a pariah. It's like, it makes people uncomfortable. So then they, they think you're like a, a worse person for it. And then they think that you're virtue signaling simply because you're unable to do anything individually about it. Like you can go to all the marches, you can do actual activism, but if it doesn't do anything, then they think you are just virtue signaling and therefore you're just causing division or personal strife or you're causing them that personal discomfort. And they would choose to rather, that's why they hate leftists so much. It's because it's looking into the mirror. We point the mirror at them and they do not like that shit. Yeah. They would much rather just bury their head in the sand and kind of pretend that a problem doesn't exist rather than like face it head on. You no, know, that reminds me of is like the sixties to do like with MLK and Malcolm X and stuff like that. When you look at like the actual rating of like how many people were in favor of, uh, of, you know, Martin Luther King Jr. It was like 23%. But today you're like, Oh no, of course he's a great man or whatever. Yeah. But back then you're just like, he was pointing like, Hey, he was more concerned with like the moderate, uh, the, what was it? The moderate liberal, versus mm-hmm. like the conservative he's like that is the actual enemy because they can make the change oh yeah that was that but they choose quote. not to yeah. yeah yeah i mean so like i mean that begs the question right like in 60 years or however long are we going to be looking back at the israel palestine being like obviously this was genocide like from the get-go everyone could see this but at the time you know like most liberals and all conservatives you know would kind of be hesitant to say that now I don't know what the actual polling numbers look like. But is that what happens every time though, yeah, right? Like no, that's, that's not, not just, this not is not untrue. the only like event where this happens. It's like every single time, you know, like Iraq, you know, oh, well, <laughs> Bush had a huge like, um, yeah. acceptance rating, like everybody loved him. After, and then yeah. over time people were like, wait, this is kind of like, this is fucking crazy, man. So many people are dead. Yeah. Well, let me ask then. You know, so, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I just wanted to say real quick, it'll sound weird, but the one thing I would ask people is like, take screenshots, like literally take screenshots and keep them. Uh, save them in like a specific folder for this because I'm already angry at the liberals who I know once Biden loses, like we are all assuming he's going to do, who are going to get re-radicalized and be leftists again and be like really angry about politics once again. I'm already angry at them for pretending that they were with us all along, for like acting like they were against the Palestinian genocide and like they were really outraged when they have chosen over and over again to just ignore it at best, if not like so doubt about it um or or endorse it like so yeah just just keep the receipts i think this is like the one thing about living in this unprecedented uh age of internet ubiquity like you just cannot get away from it like just save the screenshots because we need to throw this in liberals faces because i'm just already pissed up pissed at them for like coming back to us and like not because that's the thing they're also not going to like admit that the left is the leftists have been right all along. They're right. still going to be like shit libs and try to act like they dominate the entire left of America. So you're like, can we coin the term fair weather radicals? 
like mm. you know <laughs> when it's appropriate yeah when it's appropriate left. they'll be with us yeah we're like when the wind blows like radicals um yeah no i think i think that's well said because that's that's a good point too because I, I know like i have uh i mean i don't want to out them too much but not that they listen to the show but i have like a liberal friend friend is a strong word but like uh, somebody I, I, I've, I've been close with for a long time and our yeah. pa- we have taken different paths and they're pretty like blue no matter who pretty they're like a very well educated very well spoken very articulate person which makes it even more frustrating that they like are still so like enamored with like oh electoral God. politics and like dem- the democratic party yeah. and capitalism but that's a separate conversation the problem I have is I shit post a lot on Instagram on my personal account and like 90% of those memes come from the different like meme accounts that I follow, well, 100% of them come from meme accounts, obviously, they're memes, but I mean, 90% of them come from, like, the turn leftist memes, and, like, this American left, and Sally hates capitalism, and all, a bunch of these, and every single one I post, this guy is in my DMs, he slides into my DMs, <laughs> literally every time I post, with, like, the weirdest, shittiest takes, like, there, have you seen the meme where it's, like, the hard to swallow pill, and it's, like, America, uh, China hasn't dropped the bomb in, like, 60 yeah. years, America dropped, like, 600 yesterday, or whatever, and it's, like, it's that, like, hard, you know, that, that meme, I, this, might have came from to the turn leftist. I posted that. And for an example, this is the one that happened like yesterday, the day before. He was in my DMs with just great leap forward, dot, dot, dot. And I'm like, S- what? what about it, dude? Like that, <laughs> like it's just, it's just, and it's, I don't know. It's just that liberal mindset of like just opposing communism for the sake of opposing communism. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Thought they should have thrown a Japanese internment camp, dot, dot, dot. Yeah. You know, Native American genocide, dot, dot, dot. Yeah. And it's like, I, I didn't respond. I stopped responding. I used to respond. I used to engage and I used to try to like, I used to Why try to just con- block convert him? this <laughs> person for last of better. I don't know. I, yeah, I should just block him, but it's toxic as fuck, bro. Just get that guy out of your life. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like, he's just constantly hounding me on like just with the random liberalist takes. And I'm like, what are you even talking about, dude? So like, I, I, I see kind of where your point that, that, that oh shit, that kind of got <laughs> off topic, but I see your point of like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if any of these people are convertible and I don't know if my idea of like conservatives are even more kind of radicalizable. Um, well, I just like the fuck with them, you know, like yeah. with liberals are just like fucking annoying, but with the conservatives, they'll say some like fucking crazy shit. And I'm like, it makes me laugh. I'm like, yeah. this is ridiculous. I just feel like I'm talking to like people with an IQ of like 60. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's, it's just, I don't know. Well, that's also most of my family are like Southern conservatives because I'm from the South. And so most of my family have like, they were like what I assume were normal, normal people pre 2016. But dude, they just fucking went off the deep end, like post, you know, yeah. like I think that's not a, that's not an unusual story. I mean, that's, that's pretty it's going common. around. Yeah. It's like now my, most of my family are psychopaths that I haven't really, I've kind of cut ties with a lot of them. Cause it's just like, dude, like, what are you talking about? Same. But I've talked to a couple of them since then. And it's like, yeah, they have all the right talking points about like, you know, kind of like distrust in government, understanding that things are wrong. And so that's where I'm, maybe that's shading my bias. Maybe you're right, Mike, maybe it just, America is fucked and we're all doomed, but like, or at least all of them are doomed. Like none of them are like reachable, but I don't know. Maybe it's because my family, because I talk to, I I only talk to communists or conservatives. I don't really talk to liberals that much anymore. So I guess maybe that's like my own echo chamber is what's feeding into that. Yeah. I definitely don't talk to, to people in real life about politics. Like if I talk about politics, it's online because it's safe to do that. I don't even know what kind of trouble I would get in if I just outed myself as a marxist leninist in this in this area where i'm at right now like i'm in such a bumblefuck area with nothing around um and people default to conservative like when there's nothing around when there is no education in america you default to just plain old fascism and so i was just only brushing up against what you said because of my own personal experience like i just don't have any luck converting anybody any conversations i've had with people in my personal life about politics have usually led to them wanting to disconnect from me or me to them because they either 
come up against the facts of the material reality of the U.S. and its position in the world, and then where that puts them and their material responsibility in that position, like as a subject of the imperial core living in it, literally on the backs of everyone in the global south, it's like they would rather avoid that. And I can't stop pushing that in people's faces because I feel like if you are in that position, you at the very least should be outspoken about it and honest. Yeah. At the very least, because you're already materially supporting it. Like literally with every day, every eight hours of your labor you put in every day, a portion of that tax is, that you're spending goes to propping up that imperialist empire materially, whether you like it or not. And you are hurting these people with your tax dollars and you're working to support it. So the very least you can do is have the uncomfortable realization and then conversation with everybody else in your fucking life about it until we actually agree that this is something we can and should overturn yeah. or at least just stop supporting. Like that's the whole thing about it is like people act like a revolution has to be violent and bloody. And like, we could all just stop. You could just stop, stop what you're doing. Like stop going to work, stop doing things. And then the whole machine stops without our action, without our labor. Yeah. And so that's why I'm so curious. Like when you say somebody like your friend just says like great leap forward, dot, dot, dot. I would be curious. Like, I want to get them in a man-on-the-street situation where he doesn't have Google at hand and say, what do you think happened to Great Leap Forward? Like, I've what is your impression of it? I want to, like, have a conversation with him. Because <clears throat> like, the problem is, like, yeah. you can't because he doesn't have an actual understanding and it doesn't matter. His his mentioning the Great Leap Forward is literally like an NPC script that he's using to avoid the actual confrontation with the facts. Yeah. Or else he would have arrived at the position, the position we're at. And that's why I'm just, like, why I say I'm like, so disgusted with Americans. I don't think that we should be rooting for it to improve. And I feel like most of the American left is still stuck in this kind of latently racist position of wanting to improve the fourth Reich when they should be wanting to tear it down entirely. Like we should not be cheering for universal healthcare or forgiving student loans. Like if you're still on that page, I think you're just a step behind. Yeah. So are you in favor of accelerationism then? But not even accelerations because that's like a whole other thing. It's like, yeah, I, I think that gets like a weird bad rap of like that's its own ideology that's like no, 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 pro no. like violent or something. Because I'm I we've like a few episodes ago we talked about this. Like yeah, I am like according to that like accelerationist, but like it's like because let's just it, it's we're going to collapse. It's going to cause like deaths. Let's just do it now rather than like five years from now. Like this isn't working. The American Empire will eventually collapse. Let's just try to rebuild it now. If I could use a quick analogy, it's like as opposed to polishing the brass on the titanic which would be the democratic socialists and the medicare for all ubi types or speeding up into the iceberg which is the right wing just stopping the engine just stopping the fucking engine like yeah that's all i want to do so like a general strike of everybody well i have a couple questions i want to i want to steer it back to kind of like your social media activism if that's a thing i don't know we we we, we had a hard time kind of defining sally hates capitalism yeah that feels like an oxymoron doesn't it right well because i hate the word influencer so i'm like was well, it activism yeah. is it influence i don't know whatever you want to call it whatever it is turn leftist has a very broad reach it's a very radicalizing um in a good way platform i think i i can honestly say that i have radicalized. i, mean, I hope so yeah i have i have 100 percent proof that i have radicalized at least a couple liberal friends by like daily posting and like i'll add my own little comments on like something it'll be like it'll be like an anti-biden meme and i'll add like some anecdotal like or not anecdote but like some kind of like bit about like how biden is doing this or this or how like trump wouldn't do this differently or whatever and like over time i've started to see like liberal friends start reposting turn leftist and sally hates capitalism to their stories and i'm like fuck yeah i got them so like i know it does have like it's slow and it may be like one or two at a time over the course of a year or whatever but it is something. And so my question to you is like, how did, how did that come about? How did you, Mike, 
baby leftist guy turn into a like influential meme shit poster <laughs> like tanky shit poster for lack of a better phrase did that um, happen organically was that a choice that you made you said i want to start a meme account or did that just kind of happen over time slowly oh no i, I definitely started a meme account because i had gotten banned from a subreddit that i had taken over kind of de facto it was like an unmoderated semi-political subreddit and i just started shit posting a bunch of lefty memes that i found there and they started getting some upvotes but then a bunch of right-wingers who were also just in the unmoderated subreddit subreddit got really pissed off about it and actually contacted the moderators and then got them to come out of hibernation just to ban me Jesus. and then take over the subreddit and get all the lefties out and then hand over moderation to someone who was like a right-wing libertarian so read fascist and then it's been a fascist subreddit ever since but at least i knew that like the memes i were collecting like I had a good good enough sense of humor that people were liking them. I'm like, well, let me just start an Instagram meme page, and then I did that, and that was like five years ago, I think, almost. So <clears throat> it was like September of 2018. So okay, yeah. um, almost. Six and years then coming up on six years. Yeah. So that's how I, I. That's actually how I met all the people that um that I recorded the podcast with as well. Like Sterling just reached out to me on Instagram, and um that's how I was able to put all that together. But I've never cared about like. Like I, I have the same aversion to influencer as a term or like uh, even profits from social media at all. Like the fact that we have a Patreon kind of bugs me. Right. And I've always just made sure to funnel out the money as fast as we get it in to other people, either to edit our show or write notes for us. Like we have, I, I, I got to say like probably six full episodes of uh, written notes that we have yet to record because I just keep paying people to write stuff and then we just don't record because everybody's so busy. Like it's so silly, man. But, um, yeah, I just don't like the idea of trying to do this stuff for clout. Like, I don't want followers so that I can uh, get my little dopamine hits as much as I like my little dopamine hits from social media. I, I want followers because I want people to be communists. And when, like, right. you tell me that, like, you've seen people successfully converted from my page or the podcast or from This American Left or Sally Hates Capitalism, like, that warms my heart so much. Like, each one of those people is that that is cherished to me to the point that, like, in our discord that you're in like you may have seen it there's a, a channel that i made myself called successful brainwashings and it's for everyone who dm'd me and said that like either the meme page or the podcast turned them even slightly more to the left and made them open their eyes up about marxism and communism and like actually existing socialist countries and how they're not the dystopian hell holes that their government makes them believe it is you know yeah and so i just i, I love hearing that that's awesome, and I'm I'm happy to provide that warmth for your heart. And no, I mean it is it's 100 percent true. Like I said, it was you, turn leftist kind of pushed me further to the left. I then in turn pushed some people via turn left, turn leftist further to the left. And I mean I, that is kind of the one thing that does give me hope, kind of for at least a leftist, not a left, maybe not a leftist future, but just more people kind of coming on board with this. Is I've had conversations with like um, I don't want to spend too much information. That's okay. It's it's fine. Like I, I've had conversations <laughs> with like doctors, or that are like new doctors that are like typically come from a fairly conservative family. They're a doctor, and there was a doctor like I was speaking with recently, and like they were asking me just a bunch of questions, like genuinely wanting to know, like, so why all this hate for communism? So like, where does all that come from? And I, I was very like history teacher about it, and just very like you know upfront and kind of like gave the the, the short, long and short of the whole thing. And then they were like, okay, so like, and they like, at the end of the conversation, they were like on board and they were bought in and they were like, yeah, so it sounds like there's been some missteps along the way, but I explained kind of like the idea of dialectical materialism and like learning from that and moving forward. And they were like totally bought in. Hold on, sorry. My dog is wigging out. Charlie. So they were like bought in on that. And I was just like, that's cool to see. Cause this is somebody that like, wouldn't normally, I think be just like gone from like 
Biden liberal to like tanky in one conversation. And I think that it's it's a bittersweet thing because yes, that's possible, but I think that's only possible because of like how truly rock bottom America is right now. Because it's very obvious that like they'll never own a home if they weren't a doctor. I guess that's a bad example, but like they'll never own a home. Millennials don't own homes, and and younger, the job market is fucked. There's homeless people on the street everywhere. It's like it's very there's very obvious signs of like this not working, and I think that's never been more apparent than now. So that does give me a little bit of hope. Is that it's becoming easier to have these conversations with people. Uh, and exp- and like, if the person is willing to kind of like move past the part that like Stalin killed a, a gig of million people, right? Like if you can get past that, <laughs> fifteen gig of million, fifteen gig of millions. If yeah. you can get past that, you sure. can actually start having honest conversations with people. And I was just to like your point of like how happy that made me, like that was or happy that made you, like that was it. It was just like I had a really open, honest conversation, and it was just it was like okay, cool. So there is hope for humanity, maybe. Who's to say? Mm. But I don't know. I do find it hard sometimes to like uh, differentiate between what of my opinions are Marxist in origin and what are just cynical. Um, it really is tough. Like I, I, I want to think that I just always have principled good takes, but a lot of times I am just being very cynical, and I know that must be the case. Like I just feel like there should have sprung up in response to the QAnon movement some kind of anti-Q movement that is based not on hating people and not on protesting their existence, but on loving people and like. Obviously, like Antifa and a lot of mutual aid groups have sprung up in response, but I don't know if it's just that they don't get the play in the media because it's not salacious. It's not as, um, what do you call it, like headline worthy as people protesting a drag queen story hour. Um, The people who show up and like feed homeless people or do some kind of mutual aid action. Um, I mean, yeah, I just I wish I had the same positive outlook. I just I'd never do. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, you're fine. I, and, and, and I guess that's unique because I, I, I also rarely have political conversations kind of outside of the Internet. But that was one where I did. And it was it was but that person was also that was a special case. And I don't want to put too much faith in it because that person was like, I think they are the one who initiated it because I mentioned that I had like a Communist Party meeting coming up. And they're like, oh, mm. tell me more about that, because I kind of like initiated something in like a, an off off the cuff remark. And they they were the one who kind of were like. Yeah. interested in learning more about that which i think is very rare for most people most people would either ignore it or like yeah i don't know but see most of my conversations with people when i let them know i'm not you know i'm not a capitalist i'm a communist the first thing they want for me is to explain how i'm not crazy <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I just there's just not enough exposure and i think like the most the biggest thing right now is just exposing people and maybe um having that whole terminology of being a communist or a marxist leninist a little, a little bit more normalized because I think once it becomes a little bit more normalized, then we can actually really put like some kind of plan into action to changing things. Yeah. But until like mm-hmm. there's that American imperialist mindset of just Americanism, like you were talking about earlier, it's going to be hard to do anything. Well, and if it gives you any hope, future hope too, I, I mentioned I am a ninth grade history teacher. I might bleep out ninth grade. I've, I don't know if I've ever specified that before. I'll put a beep, yeah, a bleep. I'll where do you the same thing. It. I'm a history teacher <laughs> in public education, and I have political conversations often with 14 and 15 year olds because that's my job um we've talked about our last unit was imperialism our current unit is genocide the unit before that was um something i'm blanking but like we have very frank conversations and i try not to be like pushy i don't like i I think it's kind of unethical to like push my own views on 14 year olds so i I do Mm -hmm. feel like i ride the line of keeping it truth but not overbearing i don't like try to color the conversation you with my own takes. but i don't hint at the truth i tell the truth but the, the problem mm-hmm. is or the not the problem the benefit of that is is that the truth is very like leftist in nature i think like the truth is obviously leftist or like it's it's 
if you just describe communism and you describe capitalism, any fucking 14-year-old will say, obviously, communism is the way to go. Like, that's that's better for everyone. So, like, mm-hmm. I can – I'm also maybe jaded – not jaded. What's the opposite of jaded? Overly optimistic. I know, I'm too much of an immigrant. <laughs> yeah, that I – I have these conversations with children almost daily and like all of them are like very open and like receptive to like something needs to change and like they're very optimistic. And so like, I don't know, I think that also kind of colors my, um, my outlook is I'm not as like maybe pessimistic. I am very hopeful. Cause like how, how you said it warms your heart to like hear me say that I'm just very proud. And I think like communism, I'm the opposite of cynical because I think communism by its nature is a very like altruistic and like, um, loving ideology. Like we wouldn't, People aren't communists for personal gain. They're communists to get that homeless guy off the street, right? So it's by its nature, right. it is altruistic. So I think that just like so by surrounding myself with communists, it's a very like healthy and positive kind of like relationship, I think. No, I mean, to counter my point earlier, I actually, I don't think that like people are naturally uh, tending toward the right or that they're naturally selfish. Any of the things that like the right believes about human nature and why they think that communism or socialism cannot work. I think it's actually the case that seeing these material conditions of the U.S. empire degrade the way that they have in our lifetimes alone, just in the last five years, like just during COVID, let alone the last couple of decades, I think people would have actually naturally gravitated towards some more mutual aid oriented community, community oriented things. And that's where they're going with like the homesteading things and all the other things they're trying to do that are like, still individualist based so they're not really going to work um and i think that that's why all of the algorithms have to push andrew tate and alex jones and all the right wingers on you that's why like literally every social media is trying to like break up your relationship uh make you hate your significant other like for some kind of weird capitalist like uh competition reasons as far as like careers like the amount of that shit that shows up in my algorithm blows my mind like when i don't even like stay on relationship stuff and it like always comes up to like man in the street interviews about like people making money i'm like why oh because i was like clicking on capitalist stuff i get it okay right. I, now i see why i got here but like it, it really it, it does kind of think go to show how hard they have to push um because i still firmly believe that QAnon itself was created by the government to turn um disgruntled civilians toward fascism rather than socialism because that's what they naturally would have gravitated toward right i mean to make them blame has proved that time and time again for the last 70 years or whatever that that's what the government will always do yeah i I don't think that's jones right i mean just being like that doesn't that sounds like on the top uh, on its surface that sounds like a wild conspiracy theory and people wouldn't take that seriously but if you like know anything about like what they did to black panther party or like anything it's fair. It's like, oh, yeah, that sounds like absolutely something they would do. But something like they always give you like a 10% of like the truth, you know? Yeah. And I love like the take from Hassan Piker where he's like, I think, I think that Alex Jones is an FBI or like a CIA agent <laughs> because he's like, he sprinkles like 10% of the truth and then he's yeah. like, whoa, look, the government is doing this shit. And it's because they're fucking uh, <laughs> extraterrestrial vampires. And you're like, do what? Yeah, I don't know. Like, that's Alex Jones is, is a wild example because like, I. I would never be surprised if an article comes out in like 50 years that says, yeah, he was like not a CIA or an FBI agent, but like a paid actor paid by or like a guided, like he did his thing. He was already going to do that thing, but he was like steered, handled, whatever you want to call it. Right. And it's the same thing with QAnon. Like I would never be surprised if we find out eventually that that was kind of like maybe not originally manufactured because there's always those crackpots out there that like believe the shit, but that are steered. 
if you described it just on his face 30 years from now when all the current actors are removed and you said yeah all the poor people and all the people who were getting kicked out of their homes and, and becoming homeless and everything rather than blaming the banks and the corporations that were buying up their homes and kicking them out and rather than blame the priests that were abusing their kids and the politicians that were enabling enabling all of that they blamed the communists the immigrants and the gay people for abusing their kids and making them jobless and homeless yeah they blamed other poor people and other marginalized people and they thought that that was not a government conspiracy to get them to do that rather than accept socialism and if you just said that on its face in another 30 years from now people like oh yeah of course that was a conspiracy of course that was a fascist cia q conspiracy like where have i heard this before seems so familiar i mean that's the whole thing with like you know it's it's the immigrants (laughs) taking your job it's they've used that same tactic and like we as like communists know that like well obviously it's not like an immigrant or like a person of color or like a whatever taking your job it's a capitalist giving that job to somebody else because they can exploit that person more than they can exploit you immigrant there's four hundred thousand people in wyoming yeah that has nothing to do with like the government but it's just it's that same idea of like just not recognizing something for what it is which is very obvious when it's placed right in front of you and that's actually that was kind of what we talked about at the very beginning is like it's just the frustrating part of this is like very fucking obvious what is happening and like how you're being lied to and how you're being manipulated and like you just don't or, or you refuse either don't or refuse to see it it's the fact that catholicism is becoming like the trendy hip new edgy thing to do as people those same people are mad about kids about uh, people being predatory toward kids. It's like, who the fuck do you think you're fooling, you fucking morons? Like, <laughs> projection. Well, straight projection. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's just bizarre. It's this weird, like, uh, what do you, incongruous, what do you got, dissonance? Like, I don't know. Cognitive dissonance is what that's called, I think. Yeah, it's just, it's bizarre. And it, it, it'll never not frustrate and blow me away. Um, let me ask one thing. Wildly shifting conversation. Hold on. I think I need to pause for a second because, like, my Adobe. Creative Cloud is like just randomly gave me a pop up and is now crashing, and I think it's lagging out my computer. Huh. Well, I don't know it. what's happening. Uh, fuck, give me a second. Sorry, dude, what the fuck's going on? Dude, like this Adobe Creative Cloud pop up just was like eh, popped up and then to tell me that it's not responding. Okay, whatever. Oh, yeah, I got it. Okay. My question is when's the next debate with Praxban, man? I need that in my life. Mm. I mean, I would love to do another one, but I did a second one with him that he didn't publish on his channel. I, know, I published I it on that. mine. Like, yeah, yeah, I, I, uh, I think that's kind of curious. I actually just happened to open up TikTok last night, and he was on live, and he gets recommended to me. And uh, I thought that was really funny. Yeah. Um, that was mostly just like a meme a meme question because, dude, those debates were so fucking funny. I was telling – because Kanan hasn't seen those or, or um, heard, heard, listened to those. And I was telling him like a little bit about that before them. It was like imagine the most like – brain dead libertarian takes you can pot like want to sell your kids or like whatever and it's just like that's this guy and and i forget the name of his like uh the other guy that was on there with him for the first one i think oh liquid zulu liquid zulu right yeah oh man uh you got to go back and listen to those gives me like charlie kirk vibes just just they're more like they're i don't know they they honestly seem like they're more intelligent than charlie kirk because like in their space that's not that hard bro. Whoa, yeah, they're not dumb right. guys no they're not they're, dumb they're like, in their guys. space they know what they're talking about but what their space is is so fucking bizarre it's just it's just i don't know well, I, they're really good they're, they're very well studied on the misinformation that they kind of <laughs> yeah it's well put compile together and they have like just like we have our communist library discord server that has like thousands like if you guys are not in it everyone has to have the link i'll have to put it in the show notes but they compile so many links and debunks of all these same things and um yeah you can definitely go down a rabbit hole and these guys went down a very different one and i liked doing those episodes and i really liked doing all the debates that we did but 
I really got negative reactions from the listeners and the people in the Discord to the point that I just stopped doing it because right. people seem to really not like it. And I feel like people got the impression from those videos that I did with Praxman and with Liquid Zulu that I like lost. And I'm okay with people thinking that, even my own fans, because for me that just is vibes based. It's like yeah. if you don't come in just like talking over someone and throwing a bunch of shit in their face and then changing the subject every time they try to talk about the actual thing you just asked them and give a reasonable answer to it, then you're not doing social media properly. You're not doing debate bro YouTube stuff properly. And I was not doing that. I'm I'm coming into every recording incredibly high and just chill. Like, yeah. this is how I record. This is how I record all the time. And I'm going to be relaxed. And I'm going to sit and contemplate my answers as I'm saying them. And I'm going to give you my impression of the situation. And then, like, when I go on the first part with Praxben and he tells me that Actually, Pinochet was not overthrown by the CIA, and he was just like a negligent leader, and he led his generals uh, so discontent until he got overthrown. And then I come back the next time and show him like mountains of evidence as the, the CIA's involvement in all of the discontent, and then all of these debunks as to like, the Pinochet regime and the so-called miracle of his uh, economy. Um, and then he doesn't publish that episode. It's like, well, right. then I feel vindicated, yeah. but also... It makes the you problem look, was that yeah. wrong. Yeah. Wrong. No, sorry. I didn't but the problem was that no, no, it's fine. I, I think the only problem was that the leftist audience, um, because I have people who are not straight white dudes like I am, they're a lot more sensitive to the stupid shit that that guy and Liquid Zulu say, and so I'm subjecting my audience to like psychic damage, like <laughs> it's psychological <laughs> damage, and it's like it's One like I don't want to do harm to my audience. Yeah, like it's it does feel like a role playing stat, but like I don't want to do that to them, and I felt bad about doing it, but yeah, I just wasn't like, sure if the I was always hoping that it came across, um, in the way that like we are just better people, like leftists are simply better people least, than these libertarians, and I don't have to like sit there and say, well, actually, it is wrong to like make a bunch of rape jokes and you know say that people should just die if they can't work for someone else for a profit, um. I feel like just the inherent vibes, the way they come across of just like leftists being human beings and libertarians being a bunch of like, uh, what do you call it? Like lonely white dudes who have very obvious grudges against women and minorities. Yeah. Like I thought that that was very apparent from all those debates and episodes that I did, but if it wasn't apparent enough and it wasn't coming across the way I wanted, I don't know, but no, I stopped I doing it either way. I mean, I can tell you just from my own personal perspective, I'm just one guy also a straight white guy for what it's worth. Like, as like kind of like a, what I would consider like a level-headed normal person, like what that felt like to me was, yeah, like you did coming across really chill and like using just like basic humanity as kind of your like backdrop of like where we should move forward. Because I remember there was there was two things that you said in those um, uh, those debates that are, I don't remember. Excuse me, I don't remember if it was the first or the second, but two things that you said that were like have, have stuck with me and now I use in these conversations, which is I think they wanted to bring up abortion because he was really stuck on like keeping pregnancies in like tubes or something i forget like what his little oh my god the the, uh, the matrix the baby matrix, the matrix, matrix <laughs> that was his whole thing and i remember your response to that was as white men or as as like male identifying people as cis white men however you phrase it like we don't have the space to talk about abortion like we shouldn't yeah. we should just let's just I try to change something as fast as possible like yeah no and that came across and like that i've still used is like when when like now i get like called out for like my views on abortion i'm like you and i are two white males like the, why would we have this conversation we are not privy to this so that was one. The second one was like, it was about the whole water rights. I remember you guys talked, I think it was a second debate. You talked about like water rights. You, you used like this, you, you both kept coming back to this analogy of like water rights living upstream from a river type thing. 
And mm. not to like just rehash that whole debate, we can move on. But like, it was just, that was just very clear based on the, using that hypothetical of like where you live on the course of, I think it was a river. And like, is it your right to damn your river if you live upstream? Jesus, sorry. Jesus We're in a basement and there's like dogs freaking out. You might not be able to hear them, but oh. we can. So anyway, it's just about like, I've lost my train of thought. The point is, is that just coming, like coming from that point of like people deserve water and that's something that like every human should have access to. And they were like, well, no, if you own the water, you own it and you can do whatever you, you can cut somebody off from it. And I think that just mm. shows kind of, that's, I mean, I don't know. All three of us agree on this. I don't know where, yeah. you know, where I'm a little blurring. Well, this no, point. it's funny. I, I've thought about that obviously a bit since. And I think I was doing like a caveman version of like, um, doing like philosophy like there's probably the term for i want to say it's like a priori or something like i was getting at their basic assumption with my water tap argument which is like does it make it if if there's like a water tap that just springs out of the ground and then you enclose it and keep other people from using it even though everybody was peacefully and equitably having access to it before um do you then get to profit off of everyone else's inaccess to that water and it just drills down on the very basic premise of like encapsulate enclosure sorry and uh that's like where all of feudalism and capitalism stem from anyway. And so it's like doing the podcast version of like, it, it's like if I had just gone to school for this shit, I would, I would have the words to like, to argue about this a lot better. But um, yeah, I'm just, I'm approaching it all last backwards because I went to school for English like an idiot. So well, I, mean, yeah, I, I have an archaeology degree, but yeah. I don't even use it. <laughs> I mean, as a history teacher, I actually get to use my history degree, but yeah, I see, I see your point of like, I should have gotten like, I actually started to go to school for political science, but I swapped it. So that would probably would have been more yeah. useful for what I do now. Well, I guess what I, what I hop my hobby now, I guess not because I have, uh, you're training future communists eventually. I don't know. <laughs> But also then, just to do the galaxy brain meme, it's like, then if I had gone to school for like philosophy or political science, I would just be even more frustrated because I'd be arguing with these guys much better and they still wouldn't change their minds anyway. And that's right. why you become a Stalinist and realizes you need the guns. Yeah, you, you come, we've come full circle. Yeah, and you're just back to like, fuck it, let's just, we're, let's just get this over with. Like, this is you. These guys are never going to learn. They don't want to learn. Yeah. Uh, well, what's your future? For um, this is way too open ended of a question. I know we kind of talked about this off air a little bit, but like, what is the kind of the future goals for the Turn Leftist Instagram, the podcast, the kind of network you guys are building? Um, I just I, I love to see like all of the different, like the cars and comrades, the interventionists. You have like this roundtable kind of um, coming together to have these conversations. Um, you did the one of like the Chinese report. This was like I don't know a year ago now, maybe. Like you've done these really like long form episodes like what is that like is that can we expect more of the same is there what's like what are your future plans like what's your what's the interview question where do you see yourself in five years <laughs> like what is that for turn leftist and the turn leftist yeah i mean empire? hopefully exactly that i would love to do more episodes um that are more in depth like i think the most recent one that we put out on Karl marx um it's like we saved the numbers for the actual episodes that we really stand behind as like true to form episodes and then everything else just doesn't get a number so we had like anarcho spirituality that came out in December of uh last year, twenty twenty two. And that was like a fantastic episode that I really enjoyed. Uh to the point that like somebody commented on my I love that we can just like really talk about inside meme page shit and like Instagram shit tonight too. That's like because like, I always have the shit that I want to talk about. But somebody commented on my on my page on one of my posts and I couldn't find it again because it got lost in the shuffle. But they said that I was like really passive aggressive and like kind of snarky um to our guest on that episode and i got like actually offended by that because i thought i was being pretty charitable or at least i was trying to be yeah. and i feel like a lot of my just like 
New Jersey, uh, Northeast kind of mannerisms. Like I just come off confrontational and mean a lot of times when I don't intend to. So um, to that commenter, my apologies. <laughs> and to the guest of the Arctic Spirituality episode, um, my apologies as well. But he's doing great. I mean, he got in touch with RevLeft, which is like definitely the platform he needs because that is the kind of audience like the, you know, Brett's spiritual slash uh, leftist audience is like the perfect yeah. venue for his message. I'm but like intimidated um, by those guys. Like, like I would be so scared to talk to Brad because he's so fucking smart. <laughs> like, I wouldn't know how to talk yeah. to him. Yeah, I mean, a, a guy who's definitely worth fanboying over for sure. Yeah. But um, I want to do more long form episodes like that. Again, my co-hosts have just been very busy. But uh, we did that Karl Marx episode. We're still working on the Angles one. Mm. We've had like three aborted attempts at doing it, and we just keep going back to it. But we will get there eventually. And this is all literally just so that we can cap it off. Um with episode 100 and have that be about Stalin and have that be episode 100 million. So we can talk about all the fucking debunks of the Holodomor and everything. The whole black, and then black book of communism or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then have episode 101 on Mao. I just got it in my head that I wanted to do those numbered episodes in that order. And then I got the guys to sign up for that and they were like, sure. And then in practice, it's much more grueling than we expected. So we're just, we're lazy. We're all busy with um, work yeah. and whatnot. So, no, totally understandable. I had a, a I started a podcast in like 2020. Um, we talked about it a couple episodes ago because it was called the Baby Leftist Podcast, and it was about like just you know trying to bring people on board because it was a time during 2020 where it was kind of a lot of people were coming over, and the amount of like we did like very long form. We, well, the the premise was we read a book like we would read a classic Marxist book and then like do a book report on it, and but to go into like the deep history of it, the context in which it was written. And my partner kind of totally flaked out. And so it ended up just being me reading like State and Revolution and like <laughs> Utopian. And, yeah. And I was just like, this is fucking, I was doing like thesis level work every other week. And I'm like, this is completely un like sustainable. <laughs> so we had to stop. But I understand like the, the, when you do those deep dives, it's like, it's so you want to do a really good job and you want to do this really deep dive right. and you want to do all this good stuff. But then that on the flip side of that it does take like an incredible amount of work and i understand like the time and just the energy and like not everybody has in under capitalism the free time to just devote like you know 60 hours to just research and well that whatever. doesn't usually pay your bills you got to work a full-time fucking job to yeah. live if not like you know a part-time job on the side just to save some money and then you're like all right what do i do with the rest of my time yeah. read you know 600 pages of das kapital it's it's a lot man well that's why i just have these guys read it for you you guys are doing um what the most recent one was uh, that you posted to your feed was the intervention reads the Lenin. Um, I forget the Lenin text, mm. but that one was cool. Um, and then you guys did do capital like what last year, I think. Um, yeah, we did a couple, a couple, couple chapters, chapters like, of capital, like the early 11, 12, 13 chapters like that. Yeah. Let me take this opportunity if I could to plug uh, Lenin in 45 volumes, which is a new newly created Instagram page. I don't know if he's on TikTok as well, but it's a guy who's doing that kind of doctorate level work as well. And uh, uh, left of the projector pod, Evan just showed him to me yeah. and sent me his page. And I, yeah. yeah, Evan's a great guy. Have him on too. He'll definitely come on. Oh, and uh, yeah. so I checked I out this other guy's page. And oh, yeah, I mean, what was um, it? 45? What was it? Lenin in 45 volumes. Lenin. Underscore yeah. between each, uh, each word. Okay. As we all reach for our phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay. everyone should. But yeah, it, he's doing that same kind of thing. He's doing like, doctorate level work and then breaking it down into like you know accessible tiktok level stuff right you know, we need people like that you know yeah and that's kind of what we our vision for this because we're still early on like our vision is like we do these kind of like conversational 
episodes. Usually we like we report more on like news. We don't we stay away from like Trump news because like I, th- I think find just kind of kind of boring. But we'll do like maybe an Alex World update and like a, a Palestine update and just kind of like anything that's like relevant to like leftism, I guess, or can be like. Uh, uh, you can have a conversation about it through a Marxist lens. We do that. Um, but our vision is kind of to do long form. I know we've been working or you, you've been working on like doing a longer form, like Yugoslavia history. Cause, uh, Kanan is, is, uh, Bosnian. So he's a Bosnian immigrant. So like that's, he's, you know, he's the one in front of the Yugoslavian flag. So we want to do like a long form Yugoslavia episode. And then I want to do a long form. Like, uh, I'm a, as like the experience of becoming a teacher and a, doing a student teaching, like, to become a teacher in America, you have to do like a full semester of unpaid internship for like 50 hours a week mm. to be just to be certified as a teacher, which is fucking completely insane for like what it will eventually be a minimum wage job or almost a minimum wage job. Like no other industry requires like a five month unpaid internship at 50 hours a week or 40, 45 hours a week. So I want to have like a longer, I've been writing this like script or this essay or op-ed, whatever you want to call it of like what it's the experience of being a teacher as a Marxist. And so we want to do these longer form things. It's like but a it's video just, essay, I guess. Yeah, like it just takes time, man. We get it. It's just like it's hard to like put the amount of research and like love and care that you want to, that it deserves to like and then actually do it. So maybe we could do like on like big landmark episodes, we could drop things like yeah. that, you know, on episode 20, 50, 25 or yeah, yeah, something like that. Because we're only on episode, this is episode 18, 18 I think. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah you know, it's funny. I remember when I was a young cringe libertarian, I remember reading a libertarian argument about why markets work and they used this they always use these so-so examples, right, of, like, the, a man uh, loves carving ducks, um, but he can't find that he can make a living carving ducks because there's just no market for it. So he gets a job as a welder, and then he car- carves ducks in his free time at night. Um, so the market works. You know, he still makes a living. The market gets its welding, and he gets to carve his ducks. And I'm like, this sounds like a very unsatisfied man. This sounds like a guy who's <laughs> yeah. going to go nuts and, like, shoot up his welding shop because he wanted to carve ducks, and he right. was forced to weld. Um, but you know, when you're a young 23 year old libertarian, this sounds like it makes perfect sense and you should, you know, um, condone markets that doesn't pass the sniff test. If you think about it for longer than like 15 seconds, or at least if you actually think about it, if you critically think about it, (laughs) yeah, Yeah. but then where it applies to what we're talking about, um, when it comes to podcasts, they are long form when it comes to breaking down theory, that is very grueling. It takes a lot of labor and it does not pay well. Like people do not want to pay you to do it at all yeah um oh, I have no so i'm that will ever be paid for this we do this for fun but i mean i i am still forever obsessed with like because if you are continuing to do this like if you continue to do this for any length of time without the motive of profit it is because you're obsessed like it is because you are just nuts about this like i'm sure you guys are like i am um and so i am still forever thinking of ways to like make more content and i always come back to something like I'm sure you guys are familiar enough with like the Reddit commenting style of like the the way that the trees expand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like there should be something that explains like it's like the anti-black book of communism, like the red book, but in the format of like here are the the topics, like an outline like that. Like here's the the very easy to get into outlines as short as possible in the the quickest things. And then if you really want to get further in, you just keep expanding and keep expanding and expanding on all those points, but you'd have to control like maybe to write a book like that instead of having people put it together um like any any fascist who wants to come in and shit up the place but like i feel like some kind of long form explainer for debunks like that would be very useful to just compile together if not direct people to to read themselves because that'd be boring but i'm also always thinking like how do you condense things like that into those tiktok style of uh social media videos because that's the thing that 
it, it it's just so frustrating to me that you could do something like that guy landed in forty five volumes, and I'll be surprised if he gets like a huge following from it because it's not like the grab you like get in your face kind of thing. No, you have, you to, have to be dedicated to it to like want to like, even watch that. Yeah, you have to want to know, and I I don't say that to denigrate him. Like he's doing fantastic fantastic work. I just I think it's unfortunate that so much of it is geared toward like the ADD style. So I'm always forever trying to think of how do you break this stuff down into like a 60 second like thing that grabs people in the first couple of seconds? Like how do you ask a really provocative question and say, does communism fail every time it's tried? Well, actually, you know, it's worked better than capitalism in, the, in such and such and such and such. Like, yeah. um, it's, it's difficult to come up with, but it's a lot know. of information that you have to put in 60 seconds and you can only do so much cutting of dead space and like words that are not necessary to get your point across, but you'd have yep. to do a series, but then people would have to be interested in clicking the next video and then the next video. Yeah. And then the, and the kind of the, the format of just scrolling, that's not really like no, it's how not. you reach people too. So it's, it's kind of a double edged sword or it's, 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 you're kind of screwed on both ends. Like it's just, it's a very, it's an uphill battle for sure. Yeah. It's, you kind of have to like make short videos where you debunk one thing at a time and then maybe have a whole bunch of them ready to go at once when you get the onslaught of the same 12 tired talking points so that you can just put them out there all at once. You know who does that well, actually? We were just talking about him before the show and this is actually just a coincidence. This came up. There's this TikToker named Rathbone, I think is his name. Mm -hmm. He's that like, he's a white guy, kind of like bigger hair. He he does that. He'll, but I think most of his stuff recently has been about Israel, Palestine, but it'll just be like, yeah, he's also just done general capitalism stuff too. It's like, he'll just have like one, talking point that you see on the right or in liberal spaces and then just kind of like the back and forth like debunking of it i think he does mm-hmm. that fairly effectively and i think he has a, a pretty large following i think he's doing pretty well on tiktok so yeah on tiktok um, i think he's like almost a million. Oh, okay great so yeah, like, that's a perfect example of what i was saying yeah, yeah. i think he's like he's, yeah because what you described reminded me exactly of that like he's doing i think that and i think he's doing it really was well that guy they had on uh, the d program that always makes those uh i think is he filipino i don't i'm not sure oh but james rewald you talking about bad and banana I can't, no, it's not. No, it's James Rewald. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I think that's who it is. Where he just like he made. He did some... the CIA one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh my god, they just had so many people on. It's kind of hard to remember. Mm. I follow him on TikTok, but it's you know, I feel like TikTok suppresses those people, even if you're following. One hundred percent. That's what Sally mentioned. The same thing. Like she's on like her fourth TikTok account or something because she just keeps getting banned. Mm-hmm. I know. Like turn left. You guys are like on V six or whatever right now. Yeah, it's funny. They keep banning my account and then they let me have it back. So now I have four accounts, but no, I still I, have my original one. Yeah, I follow <laughs> multiple. Like, I, if I search, like, if I go to, like, where did I see that meme? And I go to the search bar and I just type in turn left. It's just like a wall of turn left. So I'm like, okay. Cool. Oh, yeah. Should we just make so, a second account just in case we just get Just in case. I mean, yeah, I don't know. We don't really oh, I mean, you have to make a backup before you get deleted so that we can direct people to it at least. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Yeah, and they just post all of our videos on the backup Dude, too. I don't even fucking I love. I love it. It'd be one. funny if the backup got bigger than the regular. Sure. Like, oh, fuck. Well, I feel like that happens, right? So it's just disproportionate because of kind of like the the, the what's it called shadow banning or ghost banning whatever yeah. it's called where like you just get like de de algorithmed well, a lot of the, a lot of the algorithm is just fucking lucky man like yeah. at, the, at the end of the day it's sometimes it's just luck it's just you have to have the right person to see it that shares it or whatever i don't know my instagram my personal feed is like my partner some like random to me like stuff that i like new stuff i want to follow and then just like 140 meme accounts like leftist meme accounts like all of the main ones yeah. every oh, yeah. every city's cpusa every city's psl so like that's i get like i've i want to be in that vacuum that's my instagram is not like where i'm trying to like be enlightened that's where i want to like see tanky memes and like that i have oh, curated 100 to that point 100 percent. but i'm talking about like youtube yeah I'm well talking- yeah like scrolling like tiktok and twitter and youtube that's a different thing like because yeah. you don't you don't get like 
promoted. I guess you do get like promoted shit on Instagram, but not as much as like. Here's the thing about like the YouTube algorithm. Your first video, they'll promote it to everybody, you know, and then it's like the click through rate. And then as you post more and more videos, it gets less click through rates because they just show it to less and less people. So you have to have like seven videos ready to post every single week that are like fantastic, like off the bat. Or or else like the algorithm will just drop you for the most part. You have to be really lucky. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Or shorts is a good way to do it. But yeah, you have all the inside scoop on like YouTube <sighs> shit. Well, I've been doing shorts and TikToks and bullshit for like years now, just grinding at it with my own personal account of gaming and shit. But I'm like, fuck yeah. this. I want to make an impact society. Let's do a commie I mean, account. I could talk about social media strategy all day because I obviously consume my life with just like shit posting memes and. I obviously haven't figured it out because I've been at it for five years and I have 45,000 followers on my meme page. It's like, that's a pitiful number for the amount of time that no. I've spent doing it. Like no. it's, it's great for like Marxist Leninism. Sure. Because it's not popular in the U S but like, uh, yeah, it's, it's just pitiful for the amount of time that I've spent. And I've always been trying to think of like, what are, um, just different angles. Like, how do you go viral? Like, what is that? What is the thing that you got to do? Because obviously controversy drives people. Like when you're trying to think of like, what's the thing to post? It's like, Whatever makes somebody angry, whatever pisses people off, gets them into the comments, posting a whole bunch of comments, gets them all talking. That's the best thing. And well, if you've been on Twitter recently, that's what it is. Like, if or even Threads. Like, we talked about getting a Threads, dude. I don't want to because, like, if you scroll Threads, it's like my Threads account. Like, I don't know. Threads knows, threads. or and Twitter is the same way. Like, who I follow is like, like I mentioned, like ninety nine percent just like tanky accounts, and then every thread I get is like pro-Israel, pro-MAGA. And it, it's, it's very intentional that they're doing that is because it wants me mm. to engage with them because they want people to engage on their platform. And it's just like, I just find that so like gross and disingenuous. It happens that, like, all the time on no, Twitter. I know that's a Twitter thing too. And I'm like, I don't, don't want to be a part of that. So I'm like, can we just not do that anymore? Like, I don't want to, we, we debated doing threads and I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't know if I want to be a part of that like cesspool. No, it's of, fine. Like, we don't, we already have so many fucking things on so many goddamn accounts. Yeah. I don't want to think about threads now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> goddamn. But, but to your point, that's what, that's what it is, right? Like they want to feed you controversy so that you engage with their website so that you, you know, see their ads is kind of what it comes down to. And it's just unfortunate that that's the way it is. Because even on like my YouTube feed, like my YouTube is very similar. My personal YouTube is very similar to like my Instagram where it's yeah. like, you know, Deprogram, Hakeem, Ugopnik, like all of these accounts. And then I, in my recommended videos to this day is still like Ben Shapiro videos. Fucking Steven like, Crowder, like, and like who brought yeah. tall to my fucking for you like, page? YouTube knows that's not what I want to watch, but they're still pushing it on me yeah. anyway because they're hoping I'll engage with it and, con and hate comment or whatever. The only thing we can do to use that to our advantage, I think, is to, again, like compile a bunch of resources, um, like links and like, you know, for when people go source or uh, sourcer context, like um, <laughs> compile all those things and then link to them on the underneath the Ben Shapiro video, underneath the Elon Musk tweet and just grab those people and say, like, gender is not real. Um, like, and then just link to a whole bunch of sources that exa explain exactly why, you know, you're wrong to say, uh, that men can't be women and women can't be men. Like you're wrong to even talk about gender to begin with. And like literally biological science proves you wrong. Like you just don't know basic right. biology, uh, despite what you're saying on Twitter, sir. Um, I've been taking that. A I think that would direction. be useful, like to get engagement at least. But yeah. and maybe we'll drive clicks to your website if you can do that. Maybe I mean on my personal one, I didn't add it in one clicks, but I, I have been doing. I do a similar thing. Well, not quite similar, but more shit posty than that. Where like I also being a southern leftist and, and then an Arizonan leftist, I am um, pretty deep into like gun culture, very comfortable with guns, and you know like very pro gun. And so I do follow a lot of gun mm. YouTubes and like gun YouTubers, gun tubers, whatever they're called. And then so like anytime, inevitably, every fucking episode or every video that they 
post, they'll mention like commie California where you can't have these guns or whatever. And like, I just rush to the comments and talk about like Reagan banned guns in California. And like, just like, I'm very quick to point out that like most gun legislation was enacted by Republicans and like try to shine the truth on this. And I have fun trolling those people in there because, you know, they just inevitably will say something about commie, like the commies take your guns. And it's like, you obviously know nothing like even American history, but like actual communist history. There's just put a picture of like a mouse militia. Yeah. Like they're wrong in like multiple ways. So it's like you could you could not be more wrong. Like you're wrong in every possible facet of this conversation. There was like, oh, Obama's going to take your guns. The two terms of Obama passed. Nothing happens. And they're like, now Hillary's going to take your guns. Yeah. And it's like they'll never accept it. Like Trump. Yeah. Trump passed more gun bans and gun legislation than Obama did. And it's like they won't even accept that argument. So I like I go back into like history of like the Mulford Act and stuff where it's like all of the gun laws was designed to like stop the Black Panther Party in California, which was Mm -hmm. when Reagan was was governor. And so there's a lot of like historical right. evidence that like when lefties get guns, they're like, all right, all right, all right, well, let's yeah. calm this down now. So I don't know. That's what I do with when I get fed those videos. You have a different approach. So <laughs> yours is maybe a little more like holistic and helpful for humanity. Mine's more trolley, but you know, to each their own, I guess. I'm just too mean. I wish I like my podcast and meme page are so misappropriately named. They just just named wrong. I just misnamed. Um, I don't know what the word is for it, but. I don't turn anyone leftist. Like I'm just so mean to people, and if people are like coming at me with even the slightest bit of like the wrong take, I just berate them, just endlessly berate them. It's so bad. <laughs> I, I lose so many followers. <sighs> I don't know. I don't think that's necessarily a bad way to go. Cause, well, I don't know. Maybe it is, but I, oh who who God. am I to say? I don't know anything about social media. Kanan is our social media guy. I'm like a fucking boomer. Too, yeah, like, like listen to see where we are. <laughs> yeah, well, fair. Well, we, we've only been doing this for like a couple months, but yeah, yeah no, I don't know. It, it takes time, man. It takes. Yeah, time. I don't know. The whole the whole thing is. It's, I don't know. No, it's funny, but it's like, what are you going to do with it? You either what re- reply, watch their video, and then reply, and then nothing happens, and then they gain views <laughs> and your audience, or you just ignore it, and then they still grow larger. They're just they're backed by the fucking government. You know, at the end of the day, they're backed by the oligopoly that they want this content pushed out. And there's really not much you could do about it except educate people when it does pop up. Because they're going to, I mean, Steven Crowder has like, what, how many, like 5 million followers? Well, he's also banned, I think, from like, he's, he's back on Twitter now, or he has like an exclusive with Twitter. I forget. I have no clue. I don't Who know. the fuck really, cares? That guy's a fucking loser. Thing. Like, I, I don't know. But, the problem is, is I don't follow conservative like media enough to like actually talk about it because I like, I for one thing, I don't care. But like, I don't know. I just like, I'm not in that world anymore. Like, I don't follow mainstream news. Like, if I follow like more like liberal news, like the, or even like democratic socialist news, like David Pakman or like Sam Cedar's majority report, and like those kind of guys, right? Like, they're still reporting on like electoral news and like kind of the, the Democrat Republican debates and stuff. And I don't even follow that anymore. I've moved like further to the left than getting like, so like, I, think, I don't know. I think the yeah, closest center person I watch would be Kyle Kalinske because that's oh, who okay. that's who, who turned me to the left originally. You know, slowly um, because I was like social democrat like 2015, and by the time it was like 2017, 2018, I was already a fucking Marxist, right? Right. But he originally, but he honestly has some decent takes. I just think he doesn't want to say he's a socialist, but I think in deep inside he's actually a fucking socialist. Right, I, mean, I don't. I don't. I don't actually follow Kyle Kalinske so much. But yeah. dude, I'm sorry, Mike. Did you have something to add there? No. I mean, I think there's a lot of. Um probably closet tankies in like the mainstream more like Kyle Kalinske or um, I'm trying to think who else that I had heard of that was, would be on the same level as him. I, I just feel like there are a lot of people, maybe even some of the Chapo guys humanist who are report, secretly. What was that? Sorry. The humanist report. Maybe I'm not familiar with that. No. One, no. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, aren't the Chapo guys like, if not like Marxist, aren't they like socialists? I mean, aren't they openly socialist? Yeah, but I feel like they're probably like, 
more even tankies than they let on for their show because they realize it's profitable to do that. Like, right. I don't know. I, I just wonder sometimes. Like, I feel like some of the things that they say, like, what really got me was when they had, um, they had, they did their live shows over the summer. And one of the intros was their producer reading something. It was like a skit. And he's like, supposed to be dressed, Justin Trudeau, I think. And he says, uh, wait, what is their audience? Dengus? Are they uh, something else? Or like, he names like a slew of like Marxist Leninist terms. Right. Like deeper. And then they're like, Marxist stuff. And they're like, oh, oh, they're liberals. Okay, never mind. We're fine. We don't have to like do anything, like take any extra precautions <laughs> no, for these okay. guys. And I just thought it was the funniest thing. And I was like, why would these guys even put that in there unless they like secretly? And they also made a reference to Ben Norton recently, which unless they like are pretty deep into this, like why would they even know who Ben Norton right. is, let alone like reference him jokingly? That reveals layers of like, okay, you're well read into like, or like well submersed into like Marxist. Yeah, it's like you at least know who the tankies are and like the big names of the tankies too. Um, But I also think like, what do you guys think of this as like a social media strategy? Because it's like, you see the right who is constantly cheering on any of their victories that are, that are rooted in hurting others. Like um, they're actually happy about like all the shit that they're doing to immigrants at the border. They're happy about the kids in cages. They're happy about literally trans suicide. Like they joke about it. Like it's a fucking funny thing to them. And it's hard for the left and the West, especially, to get that kind of like libidinal enjoyment in politics because we get so few victories. Because we actually would be happy if everyone got health care and free college, even the people right. that are fucking joking about us killing ourselves because we're so depressed. It's like that's that's how humane we are, <laughs> yeah. as opposed to like how anti-human those people are. And so I feel like the move might have to be for us at some point to actually find the chinese and russian propaganda that they think we're all finding that is cheering on americans dying of covid because they're too stupid to wear a mask or take the vaccines or something it's like i don't know if that propaganda exists but i feel like that might be the thing that lets us go viral as tankies or something but just like where is the like where is the anger porn um for the marxist leninists that like cheer on the demise of america like i'm not even finding it among like the really tanky heads like, that yeah. i'm hanging out with the only thing that reminds me kind of like even close to that was during covid the subreddit like um oh, what the fuck was the name of that subreddit like it was like a darwin award type thing but it was about covid so it was like just the different people that died from covid that were like on the right oh the um, came, died from herman cain award the herman cain award that was what it was called right <laughs> so like when herman cain died like that was like kind of close to what you're describing i guess but not even really it's like, gotta still be around yeah I mean, i'm sure it's still there right but like no i know what you mean because it's like yeah we we've talked a couple episodes ago about like how we'd like and that's actually kind of segues into our next i think what final ton of like talking point is like electoral politics of like incrementalism is like bullshit and like that's not what we want as marxists is like you know just pushing the needle forward just bit by bit but were that to happen like to your point of like yeah if we could get everyone healthcare, like we would be happy and like that is we'll say that we'll take that as a win and i lost my second point but yeah i don't know it was just well, oh it, yeah and then the second point was just like yeah it does come back to just being like altruistic like yes even though you are like ideologically like a fascist like i still would be happy to have a blanket healthcare or blanket like social safety nets put on you if it also helps somebody else it's like i, I don't at the end of the day i want everybody to have health care even the fucking worst fascists out there because like i don't hate people i hate their ideology and maybe mm -hmm. just maybe if they experience a little bit of what they fucking hate a little bit of socialism a little bit of you know, social crumbs that we could throw their way, they might realize, hey, man, my mom 
can go get cancer treatment now and then yeah i we don't have to pay um maybe these lefties aren't so fucking bad oh for sure i think like, like uh, a universal healthcare system that actually like, that works let's be real that's never gonna fucking well, happen no it probably won't ever yeah, happen so but that's i think the point like, of even talking about it uh, like if like hypothetically like a universal healthcare system were to be implemented that worked you know that was kind of like robust in america like i think that would de-radicalize like immediately overnight like a lot of right-wing people but, i think maybe i don't know I'm, maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm being too optimistic but i think that could like because i think that's like that's the sticking point i think or at least it was kind of under obama's era maybe not so much anymore on the right side on the, the conservative right side is like that was like their big point was like we don't want obamacare right that was kind of like one yeah. of the big talking points and i think if that were ever implemented you would have lost a lot of that fervor and that anger i don't know if that's still the case or just but I, I just think even if like i want everybody to have health care but if everybody has health care the capitalist imperial estate stays hmm. it gives them it's like when uh, in the 30s with fdr and the cpusa demanded something be done they threw crumbs like social security blah 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 mm -hmm. and, but that allowed them to survive yeah right and that's, it's like as much as i side, want right? everybody to have health care let this place fucking crumble let it crumble because that's <laughs> right. the only way it fucking yeah, actually I mean, changes that comes back to what i was saying is like yeah it's it's like it makes you sound like a monster when you're like yeah let's just get this over with like it's gonna fall let's make it fall let Thirty thousand people die Hundred thousand people die, everything changes. Way less people die over the long term. Yeah, it's like a sacrifice. It sounds horrible, but yeah, it's but like realistically. Yeah. Or 30,000 30, people die every fucking year until the end of existence. Yeah. and uh, you know how many people is that in a hundred years? It's fucking that's like, three really, million like, people because of healthcare. That's a really hard conversation to have, right? It, and that's it a really, is. Like it people is. don't want to have that conversation, or like, and that not to say that that's the conversation because that makes us sound like weird. Um, I don't know the bad type of acceleration is because like, it's not what we're advocating for. Obviously like, uh, like what Mike, your point to the very beginning was like, there is a third way is just to stop and like, just to kind of find that third way. And I think that that's possible. Um, but I, I wanted to kind of, yeah, steer I think we're, going, oh, we're all just going Maoist third world is a little bit. Yeah. yeah we, let's, let's reel this back in a little bit. Uh, uh, I, I, we've been going for about an hour and 10 minutes, Mike. I don't want to check in with you. What's your like time frame? I, I can't go too much longer. So I, I, I had one kind of final, talking point which was kind of your i wanted to ask you about your um electoral politics or and kind of a couple of questions within that but before we do uh are you okay on time to go for another i don't know 15 20 minutes or something like that yeah i'm really not limited on time i already put okay. the kids to bed okay cool so my question to you then is like uh, we asked the same thing to sally which is like where like do you I mean, I mean obviously we know your stance i mean just as a marxist i, I can guess your stance on like electoral politics um, we've had conversations about this quite a few times now of like the nature of voting as a Marxist. And then we've actually also got a lot of backlash for that of like, Oh, two white guys saying you shouldn't vote. And so we've had conversations about <laughs> that aspect of it. So it's like, we've, we've run the gamut of this conversation, but we wanted to like, kind of, I guess, have you join us on that conversation is like, do you have a candidate like a third party candidate or an alternative candidate that you're looking at? Do you even bother with voting anymore? And I know from, you know, listening to turn leftist for years, kind of more or less where you stand on this, but you know, for our listeners and for Kanan and just to have the conversation, what's your view on electoral politics? Open-ended question. Yeah. I mean, it just seems kind of, kind of silly. I mean, if you can make a change in your local elections, if you think that like there's some, I don't know, city councilman or something who's running on, outlawing trans people entirely um yeah go vote in that election if you think you can reasonably stop that guy from doing that but national electoral politics i think you're just fooling yourself i think it's literally a placebo and i think a lot of people kind of fool themselves into the idea of well at least i did something and if i vote and then also go organize then i'll be doing the most effective thing 
and that's great but the numbers really tell us that a lot of those people are voting and then not organizing so yeah i don't think it's the people who are showing up to dsa and psl meetings who are not voting i think it's all those voters who are not going to the dsa and psl meetings like whatever yeah. your party is like we we can very clearly see who are the guilty parties here who are the ones who are letting this country slide shift slide further and further to the right with every election because they just want to um vote for the lesser evil right um i don't know if you guys remember and i forget what it even was that one of you said in the last thing that you were talking about but do you guys remember when biden was saying like we can cure cancer he was literally running on that like yeah, he was, was like saying we can cure cancer and now he's doing like a fucking his, genocide his first state of the union he talked about it yeah <laughs> Oh, hold, hold my beer goes yeah. bombs Yemen. Also, like, fun that. fact, I like to bring this up a lot too, is that like Cuba, a socialist country, has a vaccine for cancer or for lung yeah, cancer. They have so a they lung have cancer vaccine. vaccines for it. You know what I mean? Like they have a pretty advanced lung cancer. Like I don't know the details of it. I'm not a doctor, but like preventative vaccine, I think. So like not only is, yeah, your point stands, like it's just, it's it's it goes double, right? Like not only is Biden a fucking genocidal monster now and went completely hard the opposite direction of what he promised, socialist countries are offering that as a solution yeah it's just frustrating yeah so yeah i will vote for the psl endorsed candidate which will be a third party candidate um that that's all i could consider doing and then vote some down ballot like elections that might matter um in some kind of way but i can't really see it making that much of a difference i feel like it is very much just the uh maggie's little steering wheel in the simpsons car if you're voting it's a good analogy you know what i think could make a big difference real quick sorry um in, in, say, like this electoral process, if we somehow created some sort of um, – if you had enough signatures to get a third-party candidate like a PSL onto this talking stage when they have like the debates. Because, debate. dude, if you had somebody up there that was speaking on the Marxist We've behalf – talked about that, yeah. Yeah, dude. Imagine the people like thinking they have no other options and hear this person making complete sense with these two fucking buffoons who are like yeah. literally about to croak. Well, we've – yeah. I mean I don't know much about Garcia and De La Cruz, the PSL candidates, but like from what I have seen on their social media presence and like, yeah, I, I agree with you, Mike. I'm, I'm you know obviously going to vote for them or if they're still yeah. available to be voted for at that time. Uh, but like watching their social media accounts, watching their like interviews, watching their like conversations and their town halls and stuff is they are so like if there were ever a world in which we could see them on stage with Biden and Trump, like it would be so embarrassing for these 70, 80 year old white men. Cause like these women are so articulate and they're so like well spoken and just like, just, they can, they, yeah, like you said, they can form coherent sig- uh, sentences. So like it would just be embarrassing and just so great to see well, but obviously think about probably like, never happen. we would get half a percent of a vote without them up on the stage with them up on the stage you know damn right would get at least 10 percent of the fucking vote because mm-hmm. there's you can you have enough people to swing toward them you know because they're not communists they're socialists technically so maybe even that like negative word out of uh you know the party just having a socialist uh party they might get like 10%. 10% is enough to maybe even start forming like a bigger coalition and then maybe democratically taking over the uh, the fucking country, yep. which is probably not going to happen. Right. But but there's something there. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, we got to probably start ask, stop asking guests this question because we get the same answer. It's like, yeah, in local elections you could, but overall no. And it's, it's I don't know. I think for a Marxist, like a Marxist perspective, that is kind of a, a Well, it, know, it just kind of proves the point, like people's lost hope. Yeah, like in like electoral, uh, you know, processes in yeah. general. Well, that was kind of my last question I wanted to ask. I know we had some some Palestine um, 
news to report, but I don't know. Tonally, that seems like a weird shift and kind of out of place right here, as well as the border <laughs> the border bill where the, the GOP sank their, own, sank their own border bill, which would have also included Israel aid. We were going to talk about maybe we can save that for like a news-heavy episode yeah, next week. Yeah, why not? Um, well, uh, Mike, we want to thank you for, first of all, stopping by and having an awesome chat. Is there anything you, we didn't mention that you want to talk about? Is there anything? And, and by all means, feel free to kind of, uh, floors open for all of your plugs and anything you want to, um, you know, promote that you got going on. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. As always, there was something um, that I felt like I wanted to make some kind of point um, that I forgot about. Um, and I'm sure it was not as insightful as I thought it was at the time, but that's how it always is. I'm sure you guys always feel like that when you record an episode, too. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just appreciate appreciate you guys having me on. Um, I always love talking like the real inside baseball about like Instagram commie bullshit like that because I just don't get an opportunity to on my show because I try to I keep live, it man. a little yeah. more serious. Um, <laughs> But yeah, if anybody likes any of the rants that I took tonight, um, yeah, come and hang out on my podcast in my Discord. I will send links to everybody. Uh, follow all of my different pages because I go live almost every morning mm-hmm. and just like smoke a joint in my car and talk yeah. about anti-imperialist shit with people. We've had conversations um, on my personal on that live stream. I just don't. Well, what's your username? Uh, or if you, uh, if you don't, don't have I don't to, I don't want to say it now, but I'll tell you after. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But um. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, I mean. It's a, it's it's fun. I find it entertaining because it's an outlet that I definitely need. The more I find that people in my personal life uh, are more like people living in the Third Reich than I expected them to be, um, because that is like when I say that I'm like just disgusted more and more with Americans and their their takes. That is what I feel like. I feel like there are just like when you're we're talking about now, like the PSL endorsed candidates who would just blatantly embarrass any of the mainstream candidates on a stage. It's a really crushing realization to find that that has always been the case. Like there have always been candidates like that in every single election for our entire lives and going back even further than that. And they've just never gotten the time of day. And like that's how stagnant this political system is. And as much as we think that maybe we're making some ground because material conditions are getting worse and a lot more people are getting radicalized, it's like the mainstream still has not moved a fucking inch. And it's so crazy to watch. Um, Aside from like Bernie getting a little bit of mainstream attention there, it's like right. it, it really is saddening. But that's that's kind of what I'm getting at. It's like when I say that like we're kind of trending towards this like Maoist third worldist arc. It's like where do you go from being like a Bernie bro sock dem? It's like you start to get more and more jaded and pissed off at Americans around you who have this information at their fingertips and still refuse to find it because it it makes them emotionally uncomfortable with their position and their privilege and everything. It's like yeah. So that's my plug. It's like, hate your fellow Americans. I don't know. It's, that's a terrible. Yeah, I, 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 totally get, I mean, I get that, right? Like it is like, where does that frustration has to go somewhere? Like I've mentioned like every 10 minutes for the last hour and a half that like, I, I'm like, there's different things that frustrate me about this whole process. And like that goes somewhere. And like what you're referring to is like, yeah, where else is that supposed to go? Eventually that kind of goodwill and optimism is going to run out. And it turns into kind of like what you mentioned of just like, not hatred per se, but just like, um, I don't know aggression pessimism pessimism i guess yeah pessimism yeah yeah well you could be pessimistic but opportunistic at the same time you know you could be like oh this is a fucking shithole country but if a fuck an option pops up you know we got to fucking take it don't be like oh that option is not going to do anything you still got to (laughs) try and the ideology itself props us up right because like we said it's an altruistic ideology but it's also like an optimistic for the future ideology like that's like the whole part of like the vanguard and like preparing for a better future so like i think just the idea of Marxism Leninism as as itself does a lot of the heavy lifting. Maybe just better structure in general from the the you know the far left. Yeah, 
Well, that's why, as we say every episode, go join an org, right? Go join PSL. Go join CPUSA. Um, go join DSA if it's all you got, Ew. but you know, try to do better than DSA. <laughs> but you know, they do good organizing. Or at the very least, at the very least, start just like looking up some basic history and terms, things that, that you're scared of. It's like I'll leave a teaser. If everyone could please like follow all my backup accounts on Instagram. It's like turn left is turn left is one three one two. Turn left is V six. Turn left is four. I'll, I will go live on one of them, whichever one has the ability, because that's the thing they take away the the first. Like as soon as you get like a violation, they just take away your ability to go live because they think you're gonna go like shoot up a place and broadcast it i guess but like and which which is clearly like what you're going to do after you post like a slightly offensive meme that they take down that's like the first thing you're going to go do right, right. but um <laughs> but no i mean follow me on my backup accounts and i'll tease it with this if you guys want to know why we marxists always support dictators like xi jinping putin and assad but we're actually not homophobes and red fash uh come and i'll explain critical support on the live for you guys <laughs> Where you can just like support. look it up for yourself, you libs. Like yeah. I had a great conversation about critical support. We I had I talked to a liberal about China, and I was like, "Yay, fucking!" It's called critical support. Look it up, dumbass. So I do. <laughs> I could not love what you just said more. I just point out the facts. Like, look how many fucking lightspeed you know uh, trains China's made in the past like fifteen years, and then yeah. it's like more I mean, than the world combined. I mean, I'm you like, could point to poverty, homelessness. I mean, the yeah. literacy rates. I mean, there's all, everything. Like, there's a lot of details you could point to, but like. Backing up a second is like, yeah, it's more like what you said. It's like there are these like ideologies or like not even ideologies, but like these like tendencies, I guess you could call them. Critical support, dialectical materialism. There's like just like if you understand these very basic tendencies, you see the world in just a different way. So anyway, I don't want to yeah. take us down another conversational rabbit hole. We were, we were kind of teasing. <laughs> yeah, sorry, guys. Go back in. No, no, that was my fault. Uh, so, yes, go follow Turn Leftists. All of the Turn Leftists. Go follow all of the people that Turn Leftists follows. Uh, Discord, YouTube, podcast. Uh, certainly the podcast. Uh, you on Twitter? Twitter? You on Twitter? Yeah, uh, Sterling runs that. It's Turn Leftist Pod. He still goes on there once in a while, I think. Sweet. Um, well, thanks so much again, Mike. We really appreciate you coming by. That was an awesome conversation. Thank you guys. I appreciate hope it. to do it again sometime yeah. if you're ever in, you know, in the neighborhood, as it were. Yeah, anytime. Thank Sweet. you, guys. Well, there you have it. That was the interview with Mike from Turn Leftist. Uh, hope you enjoy that as much as we did. Uh, it was very fun. Um, we kind of, we definitely, uh, I, I guess, before and then during and now after, just want to, once again, highly recommend, go follow everyone we talked about. Lennon, 45 volumes. Uh, we talked about uh, all of the, the Sally Hates Capitalism, the all of the podcasts we mentioned. We, we talked about quite a few. I can't recall them all off the top of my head. But as you listen, I'm hoping you're following Seriously Wrong, Intervention, Left the Projector. Definitely follow Turn Leftist. Rev just left. rev left, of course. Yeah, just give your love to these content creators and these people that are kind of in that leftist space, like trying to spread that message of 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 leftism. Of, yeah, I don't of think communism. people realize how much effort they put into this. Yeah, to put into their research and everything, because a lot of them have to work full time jobs ah, to, sure. and to make money to survive while this being their hobby. So they, this is almost a full time job. Take it from itself. us who have full time jobs and do this as a hobby. This takes a lot of work to kind of. Do. Yeah, and they're so, putting out like full thesis oh, on, yeah. on books that they've read, which is work. like a whole nother, you know, level of dedication. So yeah. uh, we really appreciate them. We want them to succeed. So please go follow these people yeah. uh, and their channels. So yeah. help them out as well. Let's push upon uh, our agenda upon the American people. But in addition to following them, follow us. Uh, yeah, give <laughs> us a like and a fair follow and a subscribe and a share. Uh, you listen to the audio version wherever you get your podcasts: uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Pocket Casts, wherever. I don't know. Never, is Stitcher thing? I don't know. Where everywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, follow us on the YouTube. If you're watching this on YouTube, go follow the audio podcast. If you're listening to the audio podcast, go check out our YouTube where we post uh, the full episodes. If you ever want to see our ugly mugs. 
live and in, hey, in living color. Speak for yourself, fair on enough, Glimmers. Fair enough, fair enough. Or our YouTube shorts. Kanan <laughs> is doing a ton of work putting out these YouTube shorts uh, that are going up on Instagram, uh, TikTok, TikTok and, yeah. and YouTube. I put them on Twitter as well. I post everything sure, yeah, on yeah. Twitter. I, I just don't go on. That's like the, what is it? The, what is the Lion King fucking? Um, oh, yeah, the little. The, the, where, the where you don't go. Yeah, or whatever. No, I yeah. forgot what that's called. But yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Twitter's like, the one place I don't go anymore. Um, but yeah, give us a follow. Revolutionary Rhetoric Podcast, basically wherever. Rev Rhetoric Pod at. Um, Twitter. At Twitter. Uh, yeah. Revolutionary Rhetoric everywhere else. Revolutionary Rhetoric at gmail.com. Send us an email. Um, let us know what you think. Um, thanks so much for listening. We, as always, we always appreciate the support. A special thanks to Mike from Turn Leftist for an awesome conversation. Hope to do something with you in the future, man. Um, and with that said, uh, anything else? We'll see you guys next week. See you next week. We'll be back to news. No guests next week. So we'll be back to report on like three weeks worth of news. Bye.